Thank you for choosing to listen to episode number 20 of Kansas City Food Memories. Today was a good one. It was 100% open calls from you, the listeners. So take a listen to it. You might actually be able to help answer a couple of questions, solve a couple of mysteries, and find some of these wonderful people with rich memories and history with these restaurants. And who knows, you might be the key person to help me bring in somebody to tell some of these stories. We had uh, places including Nichols Lunch and Wimpy's that were brought up in today's show. So take a listen, and please remember that this podcast is a tape presentation of a live radio show. So do not call in or text in when prompted while listening to this podcast. Sit back, enjoy, and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you. Well, good morning and welcome to Kansas City Food Memories, where we take you on a trip down memory lane and share stories about our favorite restaurants from the 1980s and 90s. Every once in a while, we take a little stroll older than that. What about 70s? Well, 70s. I think, well, Jim Eddie, I think, took us back to the 40s. And that was kind of fun. Well, that was cool. That yes. was uh, we learned. We both learned some things we never heard before yeah, on that yeah, one. We weren't here in the forties. Yeah. Oh, I was one night. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, um, you so, weren't. Yep. So um, today's show, um, like the past shows, made possible by Best Regards Bakery and Cafe, the restaurant that my wife and I, Sherry, own. We're in Overland Park, Kansas, and 119th and Glenwood. So um, today's show is going to be 100% call-in, no guests. Uh, the, starting the, right now. Starting right now. Let me give you the number. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Do it slow. Well, I had time to do it slow if you hadn't interrupted me on that okay, one. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 913-586-7798 is the phone number for the call-in. And now um, when you call in, hopefully uh, my listeners have Are you have always it. going over the speed limit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully a lot of my callers have this. Um, listeners have it programmed in their phone. But the phone number is 913 913- Five eight six seven seven nine eight. That's the same number for the call in as it is for the text line. So you can so, text also yep, if you would like. Yep. So if I'm if somebody asks a question on the call in, you know the line and uh, know the answer, and you're a little too shy to call in, that'll be fine. And please uh, note that we have probably six or seven phone lines coming in, so be patient. If the yeah. phone is ringing. We only have one person answering. We only have phone. one person answering, so kind of okay. take your time, be patient, be nice. Okay, we're going to talk with Trent. Good Already? morning, Trent. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Hey, good morning, guys. Love the show as always. Always so happy to talk to you guys. Today, I'm going to shout out the Canyon because today is my birthday. Well, happy there's no birthday, better Trent. way to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Thank you. There's no way better to celebrate than talking to Robert and, you know, <laughs> also having you know, Toby there, but you know, <laughs> you take what you can get. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I, I, I do have a, a restaurant that closed a long time ago, but I got to quickly talk about the salsa grill in Cantina at, uh, in mission off of uh Johnson drive around Marty way across from the high V. Uh, they closed yesterday. Uh, oh. I believe they've been open 20 plus years. Um, and they were just a wonderful restaurant. It was always good people there. And I know when uh, you guys ask about what was your favorite dish there, and everybody gives you the uh, the standard response, oh, yeah. well, you know, everything's good there. But I can con- confirm that everything's good there because we can send Toby there and just have him order everything and love everything. <laughs> the, uh, the fajitas, the salsa, in, in which, uh, Robert, they were trying to um, – package the salsa and the dips and try to sell them. If you ever had the salsa grill dip, it was wonderful. It was a great place. The the, fan, the people that owned it were wonderful people. And, uh, you know, I, this day and age, you just can't find a, a restaurant with loving food uh, coming out that 
that good and people taking their time cooking that well. And, and they're going to be sadly missed over there. And that's the second place that was a longtime tenant in that strip mall. Yeah. Because the Italian uh, deli at the other end that closed. And that was a, a great place for um, uh, the veal farm, the farm sandwich, chicken farm sandwich and the pizza. Yeah. So but, what, what's uh, the number one thing you're going to miss from the salsa grill? Clearly, the I can I can pick one. Uh, the salsa grill dip, the salsa grill burrito. Uh, I was so much I frequent the place so much I knew the Friday nights or Saturday nights was the, the dip was was going to be on sale. It was a uh, it was a queso blanca with spinach. Uh, there's their spices and you mix a little pinko in there and also their standard the mild salsa. Most time you get mild salsa, it's bland. It, it's just generic. The, tastes like out of a jar some places this place had the best mild salsa that was flavorful wasn't spicy it was actually true mild salsa that was great uh and also their fajitas that platter coming out that was mm. still sizzling uh you know just you know i had to tell toby not to touch it you know <laughs> that that's all those are all great things and uh, that is one of the places that had the best meat also black beans uh they did a soupy black beans uh with um uh, uh, the queso blanca cheese. I can't remember the name, quite name yeah. of the cheese on top of it. Well, it that sounded like awesome. great plate. Did you have advance warning so you were able to go in the last couple of weeks and enjoy them? Yeah, we had advance warning. Um, and also since the pandemic, they they switched their hours to like a Monday through Friday yeah. and only open from like eleven to five. Well, uh, staffing's an issue. Lunch crowd. Yeah, the staffing was an issue, and then they lost, uh, I believe, a longtime cook and passed away unexpectedly. Uh, it was just, it, it's just one of those places that's always going to be in my heart. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, you've called me a couple times, and we've talked about how tough it is for restaurants. Another restaurant, Steve's Villa Capri, just closed this week. And he said it's um, oh, yeah. after 40, 50 years. I mean, it's been around for a long time, Overland Park. And he said staffing. He goes, he goes, he can't get people to run the kitchen. You know, so I mean, yeah, for... And- if we've talked about, you know, if you have places in town that you really like that you're going to miss, you got you you just absolutely have to support them now. You can't say, well, I'll try to go once a month or once a quarter. That that's not going to be enough to keep businesses like that alive. I mean, it's 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 yeah, it's, a, it's a tough market. It's always about, and I always tell people uh, support your, your local restaurants, but also be patient with your 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 local restaurants because they are having staffing issues now, yeah. and yeah. we we want to keep these places local. They're places that everybody has near and dear to their heart that they loved, yep. and it's it's a shame to see uh, to have restaurants go through these these troubled times. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's, it seems like every ten years we go through a major change in the business and the industry, but. You know, right now, the, the nature of our show, we've been on, I think, 20 weeks now, and it's just amazing some of the stories we hear from restaurants that we missed from the 80s and 90s. And when we hear a story, the, the memories come back vividly. But the last thing that we need to be doing is, is 10 years from now, talking about restaurants we miss from right now that we didn't take action and support. So we're all in a position where we can try to save the restaurants that really mean something to us. Yes. Yeah, so very, very well, much good, so. Well, good, Trent. I'm glad that you're helping keep their memory alive, and hopefully they go on and do something, um, um, that, that go on to the next stage of their life. I'm hoping that they reach out to you. Yeah. Um, that that way, uh, especially keep their, their dips oh, and yeah. uh, their yeah, salsa. If they, if they uh, figure out um, how to get that package and where they're going to sell it, just have them contact me, and we'll mention it on the air. Because our okay. listeners are the kind of people that have care about stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah. We can do that. Well, okay. thank you, Trent. 
We'll appreciate you guys. Thank you for letting me bat lead uh, off. You guys have a great one. Yeah, you're amazing, Trent. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye. And we have open lines. You can get in right yes. now. So for the listeners out there, the phone number is 913-586-7798. A little bit of background for people. If you're new to the show, we've been doing this show for going on 20 weeks, talking about some of our favorite restaurants. Almost five months, yeah. Yeah, we've had some great guests, everything from, oh gosh, Jim Eddy. Mm-hmm. On them and with uh, Marilyn May calling in that oh, first time. Yeah, that Jim's the only guest we've had on twice so far, but we've got several I think we're going to bring back another time. Yep. And he went all the way back to the 40s, you know, talking about his dad restaurant, talking right. about the bowling alley that was built in the plaza. And he brought up some other things that we're going to look into and see if we can get some more information. And we had Ed Holland on from EBT. That was great. That, was, um, that wasn't a privately owned, that was a corporate owned restaurant, but he... All of us that went there and fell in love with it, we understood why, because of the sheer power of personality of Ed Holland. I mean, that restaurant reflected who he was and how he operated things, and the customer came mm-hmm. first. And then last week we had um, Josh Hodap from Dina DeLuca. Yes. So that wasn't an old restaurant, but it was relatively new. And that was that was fantastic, some of the stories he told and um, their commitment to the the. the uh, just crazy commitment to the quality of the ingredients that they yeah. had there. Well, and the cool thing, he mentioned a sandwich that yeah. was our number one seller that's going to be a best regard yeah. starting today. Yes, we're going to start that. So when I get these pe- these old pros of, of the food business, I love just picking their brains and finding out what their best sellers were, what people really miss. And, and Josh mentioned the uh, turkey with brie and apricot mustard dressing on it. Yes. And you said that sounds wonderful. And then I better need I'm to put it on that, the menu uh, today. So I, we we turned that we rushed that around, did some testing of that. And the apricot mustard dressing is really good when it's paired with the brie. Yeah, you know I, I'm not a brie person, but when you pair it with that and put the turkey on there, it was a fantastic sandwich. Mm, interesting. So that's well, well, if that was our number one sandwich, duh. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. I mean, they had uh, Dean look at a huge loyal following. Yep. We had the Costello family on about a month, couple months ago, mm-hmm. and they talked about their, their favorite, uh, their most popular item that people missed the most was the Italian wedding soup. Yes. So um, they shared the recipe with me, and I tested it and all that, and we carry that for about a month, and it'll be back. We'll bring it back every so often. Okay. I it's, mean, it's not available right not, now. Not today. You know, it's just right when it's this warm, the hot soups aren't big sellers. Yeah. So we'll rotate that and alternate that with our chicken noodle soup. Okay. But, you know, it's, just, it's, it's a blast. Um, Costello's? What's that? Costello's. Yep. The Greenhouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Yeah, that, they're they're right. the ones that had the well. Well, they soup. had a fantastic salad bar. Oh, the bar. salad bar, yes. Okay, and explain what you're doing okay. now. So salad bars have come up several times because it really, you know, some people had the, a couple of restaurants had it in the, um, in the 60s and 70s. They became famous for it, and Costello's Greenhouse was one of those. But, you know, nowadays the, the, I think the time for the salad bar has passed. You know, the last three or four years has changed our view of it, you know, it's the cleanliness of it and the mess mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But but we still miss the flexibility of what it offered. So um, at best regards, we are starting the virtual salad bar starting to, uh, yesterday. And what it is is we're making, we have a fully stocked salad bar basically in the back of the house. So we'll have 70 plus ingredients that anything that you want on your salad, mm-hmm. you can order at the front at the front. And then we custom make that salad for you yeah. with absolutely everything. First guy yesterday yeah. had 13 different 14, ingredients. 14. 14. 14. Yeah, he picked the power greens for his greens. And he had um, then he had another 13 different ingredients that went on it. Yeah. Everything from carrots, celery to 
um, bacon to the, and it was a huge salad. yeah it was a it was a huge salad and um, the the uh, candy pecans was oh. his favorite thing that he added on that and you do the candy and pecans. we make that in house yeah. 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 And, and he ate the whole he thing. He ate the whole thing. I should have weighed that before I brought that to him. <laughs> that probably wouldn't have been nice, but yeah. it was beautiful. And he said it was the best salad he's ever had his entire in his life. life. Yeah. Because it was like a traditional salad bar, meaning you pick what you want, but the, the and difference you put it was together. but we but we make everything the way we do. So the croutons we make in house mm-hmm. because that's what they would have done at salad dressings you make. Yep. We make all the salad dressings from scratch. So no corn syrup, no preservatives. You know, spirit-wise, we tried to do what some of these restaurants that did back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Okay. But what are you twirling your We're finger at me for? We're going to talk with Bob. Oh, we got to call Good him. morning, Bob. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning, Toby. Good morning, Robert. How are you doing? Today? Good. What you got for us? So anyway, I was transferred from the East Coast to Kansas City back in 67 by Thomas J. Lipton Company. Okay. And are you familiar with Wishbone Salad? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Do you know how they got here? How the wish uh, Thomas J. Lipton got here? Uh, no, they, I, I knew. I've read the story about how the Wishbone Restaurant they made the salad dressing. They made gallons of it, and then right. um, then they eventually uh, the the dressing part got bought out. Right, and Thomas J. Lipton bought it. Okay, and and their Italian dressing was the uh, the star of the of the dressings. And uh, and that's how I got here. I was one of the. Uh, I was a distribution manager for them at their plant in Independence, Missouri, where they made the dressings, and and also tea. They made some uh, dry tea, uh, instant right. tea. But the salad dressing, uh, I didn't know if you were aware that Thomas J. Lipton bought the recipe from the Wishbone Restaurant and. And then they consequently grew the brand, and it's huge. Oh yeah, the, the, um, for the, re- the the Wishbone Restaurant was around until what? When did that finally close? Oh, I I really don't know. I moved here in '67, yeah. and it was still open. Yeah. So it had to be, I would say, maybe in the '70s, uh, somewhere along those lines. Yeah, there's a, the great articles. Um, Flatland um, did a, a big article on that. Um, right. I think somebody just wrote a big article. On that. I know Jasper did a big story. I, I think participated in writing that story. Oh, is but, that right? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's really you know Google that you know the wishbone uh, salad dressing Kansas City. You'll be able yep. to see that it's a beautiful article talking about that. Yeah, I have to do that. Yeah, yeah. but no, we have a great history of um, a food here in Kansas City. Oh yeah, the, yeah. I know that that went nationwide. I think, gosh, as much as probably any other major metropolitan area in the United States. Yeah. Yep. There's one thing. One thing you all haven't got here, What's which that? I had the, on the East Coast when I lived uh, back in New Jersey. It's a restaurant, little restaurant called Rutz Hut, and what they were famous for and still are is their deep fried hot dogs, and they are just wonderful. It's, if you've never had a deep fried hot dog, just like you would make French fries in the fryer, you know, you'd put in the hot dogs. And they they just come out fantastic. What was the first word of the, of the hut? You said what? Ruts. It was the name of the fellow okay. that owned it. Ruts. R U T T S H U T. Yeah, I don't know Ruts. anybody doing the deep fried hot dogs now. We used to have a place yeah. called uh, Quicks Barbecue in right. uh, in Miriam, right. and and they used to do. I, I loved their sausage. They had their smoked sausages. Uh-huh. 
they would slice that and then they'd flash fry it. And oh, the okay. flavor yeah. of that was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if anybody doing that um, here in Kansas City. I know that's they, something they you, would, can, you can get at the state fairs. Somebody, yeah, somebody tried it oh, a couple of years ago up on Shawnee Mission Parkway. Yeah. But they, they closed. Yeah. They went out of business. Yep, the hot dog place. I remember that. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Well, well, uh, Bob, thank you for doing that. For anybody who wants to get the rest of the story on the wishbone dressing, Google that. I think Flatland was the um, the, the online place that podcast that did that. But uh, Google that. Um, Jasper did a story on that. So just Google uh, wishbone dressing restaurant and Jasper, and you'll find the story. Thank All right, thank you. you, Bob. All right, thank you. Good morning, Richard. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning, gentlemen. There's a couple places. I grew up in Independence, Missouri, and there were a couple places that I always enjoyed going to. They were they were not your fine food kind of places. They were One was a diner called the Trolley Inn on Truman Road. Um, there was a gentleman there that was that owned it with his wife, much like Toby and, and his his spouse who, you know, co- combined to make a good show. They'd, uh, they put on a good show, and he made the most amazing hash browns. He used almost a half a stick of butter on every order of hash browns. <laughs> oh my! I could I, feel my arteries clogging just yeah. as I watched it. I could cooked. eat. I could eat two servings. Yeah. Well, obviously yeah. you survived that. What else did they have there at the trolley road? They, you know, breakfast was his forte, but he had all kinds of things: hamburgers. I mean, old style hamburgers. Mm-hmm. He made the patties himself, smashed them there on top of. He always had a uh, a uh, a. Uh, a spade that he used from a uh, that was a bricklayer's spade or yeah. a bricklayer's tool. Yeah, put it on top of it when he cook his hamburgers. They were just amazing, <laughs> but all kinds of great stuff. That was that was a it was right down. I went to went to high school just down the road from there. We'd yeah. sneak in there in the afternoon. What was the second place you had? The other place was Clem's Drive-In on Twenty Third Street. I don't know if any of you guys remember that, Toby. You might remember it. They had their one of their fortes was a brain sandwich. That's not what I really liked, but uh, what I really liked was their tenderloin. Their tenderloin, hand-battered, with a batter I've never seen before or since. Hmm. Um, well, I think I'll pass on the brain sandwich, but the, the tenderloin pork, I would like. Yeah, the pork tenderloin, I'm still um, trying to get uh, Rod Gray and um, the closer scheduled to come so we can do our show on the pork tenderloins from back then. Yeah. So anybody yeah, out there friends with Rod Gray, give them a heads up that I want them on the show soon. Oh, yeah. They were always juicy. And their hamburgers, they only made loose hamburgers. Oh, yeah. Did the not, loose meat did sandwich. Did not make a patty. Yeah. But they had all kinds. Of, they made, I think they had a tongue sandwich as well. It was very odd kind of stuff. But, man, their their tenderloins were the best. Never seen the same. Never seen them before or since, like I said. But mm. great stuff. Great stuff. Huh. Well, good. Well, well, thank you, Richard. I appreciate that. And um, stay tuned for sometime next few weeks. We'll do the special show on pork tenderloins. Yes. Oh, I'll look forward to that. My favorite sandwich. Oh, I love that. That's that's yeah, my I'm favorite right, as well. I'm right with you. Yeah. All right, good. All right, gentlemen. All right, thank thank you. you, Richard. Richard, thanks for calling. Day. Bye-bye. Ready. Bye-bye. Good morning, Phil. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Well, hi. Um, I first came to Kansas City in 1966, and um, my memories are of a place that might not have been gourmet food, but boy, was it cheap. <laughs> and I'm and and in, in a good way, um, but when I start mentioning the prices, it's, uh, some people, uh, uh, younger folks, are not going to believe uh, the prices. Um, it's Nichols Lunch at 39th and Southwest Trafficway, and um, by the way, they had brains also. You could get brains and eggs. 
You know, I remember that menu there. Yeah. But the lunch menu um, started with a hot beef sandwich, which came with mashed potatoes and gravy, and it might have had a vegetable as well, for 55 cents. And then there were other items uh, in the 65 and 75 cent range. But if you really, really wanted to treat yourself, you could order the prime rib, which was a dollar five. I kid you not. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's hard to relate to stuff like that from back then because you got to put it in perspective yeah. of how much other things cost. When did they close? Uh, they were open for years and years, and of yeah. course, they're, I think, still open in a different uh, uh, incarnation. I mean, I think that location is still a restaurant. Okay. Huh. So when you said Nichols Lunch, was that as in J.C. Nichols or totally different? No, 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 different. Different, huh. Different. Yeah, right. nothing to do with J.C. Nichols, as far as I knew. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's um, going back a little bit farther than what we normally and do. by the but, way, I think it was open 24 hours as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was just down the hill from... When I would drink coffee all yeah. night there. Phil, it was just down the hill from Channel 4, wasn't it? I couldn't begin to tell you that. Yeah. Okay. Huh. All right. Well, thank there, you, Phil. You, oh, you mean, you, mean uh, 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 you know, the TV Hill? I mean, yes. all the... Uh, yes. Oh, no, no, no. It's further south than that. It's a 39th and southwest traffic way. All right. Well, Phil, thank you for calling in with that. So um, I have a couple updates on the text line. But before I get to that, for the callers, if there's any callers out there have, that have memories of a restaurant that did not serve brains, I would appreciate that. So call in at 913-586-7798. Oh, I think brains are a pretty good smart sandwich. Well, there's some of us could use a little extra of that. But. Yeah. Especially you. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll let that go. Mm-hmm. So what? Do, so um, the purpose of the call is one of part of it is uh, three parts. One of it is you get to share a memory that you have. Second part, it triggers memories and some of the other listeners out there that haven't heard or thought of that restaurant in years. And sometimes when you hear a story, all of a sudden the, the memories come flooding back. And then the third part is that that gives us some material for potential shows in the future. Yes. And we've had several of those. Well, and and also meals. Yeah, and meals, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's I, the most important yeah, well, part. Well, that selfishly that's that's one of my favorite parts is is looking at that and um cuz people ask me where the idea for the show came from because what we're doing here nobody's ever done anywhere in the country. And it's just it's something I've been thinking about since uh, 2018, but these conversations are the same ones that I've been having in my restaurant for years. People come in and, um, you know, I ask them, I said, what are some, what are your favorite foods that you miss? And then to start with, you know, at first they say, oh, I can't think of anything. Well, think of your mom or your grandma that used to be a great cook. What did they used to make that you really miss and wish somebody would make it like the way they did? And so that's where I got um, a lot of my ideas on dishes that we added to our menu at, at Best Regards. And so that this is basically just an extension of that, sharing memories and triggering yep. all that kind of stuff. So on the text line, so talking about the fried hot dogs, the uh, the place on Shawnee Mission Parkway that is no longer here was called the New York Dog Pound. Um, so that's a place that, that was gone funny. that dog had the fried pound. hot dogs. Okay. But somebody also told me that um, the, there's a place in Parkville called Al's Bar and Grill that currently does fried hot, do- hot dogs. 
Heart dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> so now we have brains and heart. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you're if you're craving a fried hot dog, give Al's Bar and Grill in Parkville a chance. In Parkville. In hmm. Parkville. And so you'll be able to get that. And then the last text that just came in is what's the name of the salad restaurant where we make salads to order? That's the restaurant that I own uh, with my wife, Sherry. It's called Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. And, and how can, do people get there? It will go to the website at makethemsmile.com. You'll okay. see a photo, and then there's a list of all the 70-some-odd ingredients that we have on the salad bar this week. Okay. And so Best Regards Bakery, we are in Overland Park, Kansas, at 119th and Glenwood, which is two stoplights east of Metcalf. Right. 119th and Glenwood, you'll see Louie's Wine Dive, the Pizza Place, UPS. They're right behind that building next door to Johnny's. La Paloma Plaza. And as you're pulling up, be watching on your right-hand side, and you'll see the sign that says La Paloma Plaza, and you know you're in the right place. Yep. And if you are too shy to call in or you weren't able to get in, come just come on down to the bakery. Um, I'm there pretty much every day all the time. And so if you just want to share memories or give me some feedback on some old restaurants that maybe you worked at, Mm -hmm. um, just come on in. We'll sit down and talk. And food you'd like to have. And food that you'd like to have. I'm I'm always um, open to... Uh, hearing stories and getting ideas. Yep. We're going to talk with Stella. Good morning, Stella. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning, Toby, and a belated happy birthday. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have gotten so old now, I I know things that you guys don't know, so I'm going to share. The Nichols Lunch Restaurant was owned by a Greek family, and it was started by uh, the parents of Jimmy Nichols. And it was a cheap, inexpensive lunch restaurant. Well, it was open 24 hours. And it was a favorite of a lot of the uh, staff at uh, KU Medical Center, um, the students and and the staff. And it went for many, many years, that's for certain. And I don't remember when it finally closed, uh, but it was Do you have a rough idea? 70s, 80s? Say that again. Do you know what decade it might have closed? Uh, you know, I'm going to say maybe in the late 90s, early 2000. Oh, okay. I can't say for sure. Do you know anybody from the family? Or any of them uh, still around? We did We did know the family. I think they have all passed away. Okay. They've all passed away. But anyway, um, it, it, was, it was a good, it was a good place to go. When you didn't have but a few pennies in your pocket, and uh, you needed to eat. And another thing they had that was always a staple, they had beans. They might have had bean soup or or um, a bean dish with um, black-eyed peas or regular beans or whatever. But um, that's, that's who owned the restaurant. It was a Greek family that started yeah. it. And I don't know if someone bought it. Uh, after the Greek, if the Greek family sold it and then it closed up or what? But well, Stella, anyway. in your spare time, see if you can dig up some information, reach out to the Greek community and see if there's any of the kids of the owner still around or anybody that might have some um, information will, or background. I will, I will try, but I, I really think there isn't anybody yeah. okay. um, anybody left in the family. But I, I will try to find out for you. Well, if anybody can find out, I know you can, Stella. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the investigator. Yeah, so <laughs> what, so what mess, restaurant do you really miss from the 80s and 90s, uh, personally? Well, the fedoras. 
fedoras. fedoras. That was our favorite. And they were customers because the family business was Superior Linen. It's still going. Superior Linen and uh, Uniform Rental. And um, we uh, went every Friday, uh, my husband and I, after I, I got my hair done at the beauty salon. And uh, in later years, when he was able to retire a few years, and um, we had our special table. And, you know, I told you that our favorite waiter was Charles Bruffy. And Charles Bruffy is known around the world now because he is the uh, director uh, of the Kansas City Corral. Yep. He's a very famous person around the world, and especially here in Kansas City. But uh, he's he's the one that you could talk to that knows all about fedoras. Okay. Well, um, have him um, have him send me an email. My my email um, is ni- is Robert at makethemsmile dot com. Okay. And somebody just te- somebody just texted in that Nichols Lunch closed in two thousand six. Oh, so it that, did. Yeah, okay. that's not that long ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, my memory was somewhat. Yeah, Good. so there. I think there's some okay. people around that you just go find them for me, Stella. You're retired. Okay. You got spare time. In my spare time, okay. <laughs> when you're not working on the Greek festival, see what you can find for me. All right. Oh well, I've even, I've even backed off from that. I'm letting the younger ones take over on that. I right. need to just go and have fun. All right. Thank all right. you, Stella. You have a great weekend. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Good morning, Keith. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Good. What you got for us? Well, I just remember uh, the Forum Cafeteria downtown. Um, and I, I just remember that, uh, and I don't think it's still there, but it was. I think it was on Main Street. I think it was across from the old Jones store, if you guys remember that. And, um, but I just remember as a kid, you know, we couldn't afford anything. We'd go down in window shop and then my my grandmother would save her pennies and dimes, and then she would treat us to go to the form cafeteria. And uh, what always struck me about that place is how efficient. They could move so many people through that place. There was always a place to sit, but you were kind of in and out. I'm not saying the food was great, but it was a, it was an institution there in downtown Kansas City. Well, you know what's funny is that when I first started the show on January 14th, uh, one of my guests was Maria Odell, and the very first restaurant memory shared on this show was the Forum Cafeteria. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because oh, my... she talked about her and her family, you know, that, you know, they didn't have a lot of money back then, but she said, and her mom was a fantastic cook, so there's no reason for them to eat out. But but when they did, they would go to, she has an early memory of going to the Forum. She said it was so amazing because everything was made from scratch, and you get a little yeah. bit of anything that you wanted. Which you know, when you grow up in a poor family, you don't have choices. You know, well, that, that, and that was kind of my situation. You yeah. know, my we would go downtown around Christmas time, and we'd look at the stores, yep. and they had the animated things in the window. We couldn't afford anything, but my folks or my grandmother would save up some money and then take us to the form cafeteria. But you're right; they had fresh made pies there. I just remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fantastic. I just as a as a childhood memory, it was a good one. Oh yeah, well back then everything was made from scratch. You didn't have this Frankenstein manufactured food that comes in frozen and all they do is steam it or or yeah. fry it. I mean, it, food was real back then. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. I was good memories. Well, guys, thanks for having well, me. Well, on. thank you, Keith. I really appreciate that. All right. Bye bye. Good morning, Wim Key. Welcome, welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. 
Listening to the radio there. Winky? Winky. Yeah, okay, Winky, turn off your radio. Oh, no, hi. No, I'm. Uh, this is Mike. Mike. Hi, Mike. Interest. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, hey, I wanted to ask, um, whatever happened to Wimpy's? Oh, you're calling about Wimpy's. I said, well, Mike, they really spelled your name wrong because they spelled it Wim- Winky. All right, so. Well, they asked me, <laughs> she asked me, how do I spell Wimpy? Oh, no, that's all right. You know? Oh, no, that's, that's, um, that's, that's come up a few times. What was your favorite thing there? The, the Italian pork tenderloin? Sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Italian, Italian it, steak sandwich. Yeah. That's what I called it. Yeah. That's what they called it, I thought. Yeah. But, oh, like, like I told the lady, I haven't heard every minute of every show, yeah. but I, I never heard them talk about uh, Wimpy's. Oh, yeah. In fact, we had we had a Mike that was a guest on our show that talked about that, retired uh, law enforcement. But no, uh, Wimpy's. Really? Yep. He t- that was his favorite Italian steak sandwich. And then oh, there's yeah. we've had other callers. There's two different camps. There's Camp Wimpy and the Camp Zestos. It seemed like everybody back then, that, that, that you, their favorite was one of those two. And so we're eventually going to do a show dedicated just to the Italian steak sandwich because nice. Mike, yeah, the Mike who started Kansas City Eats, the Facebook group, he has a copy of the recipes for both of those. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's, it's, <laughs> I, I want to see if I can maybe create a panel of, of two or three uh, chefs and foodie people that we, yeah. we can talk about the differences between those. I, I know there's a lot of restaurant owners that listen to my show. So if you yeah. want to participate that and maybe see if we can – Get a couple of restaurants to recreate both of those sandwiches. What made those special? Oh. Or you? Yeah, or me? Yeah, yeah. you. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll we'll get some we'll get some other people involved. I'll see. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll just be uh, interesting I'm if I get. On, go ahead. I'm sorry. I said I'm planning on stopping by the bakery uh, here in a little bit. All right. Well, I'll, I'll be there by eleven fifteen, so we can talk and share stories. And if there's cool. any, anybody else out there that has specific information on Wimpy's. And they're Italian steak sandwiches. Please reach out. Come and see me at the bakery, or shoot me an email, because it's one of those things. That, okay, we know that we have the basic recipe for from both Zestos and Wimpy's, but what really makes it are the little details and how they made that. Okay. Because I know one of okay. them, the sauce, the Italian sauce, was basically yeah. um, Gates barbecue sauce, the sweet barbecue really? sauce in the pan. Yes. Holy cow! Yeah. You know, somebody yeah. thought it was a really sweet Italian marinara or something like that. But when yeah. they uh, when they pan fried it, they poured the sweet Gates barbecue sauce hmm. back in the day. Oh, wow! Who yeah. would have thought? Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. one of those funny stories that's not mentioned in the recipe, but that totally makes the dish. So you know, that's wow. that's why I want to get some people behind the scenes that kind of help share that. And yeah, well, when I get to the uh, to the bakery, I got one more question. Okay. For you. Okay. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll save that. Okay, save yes, that. Save, save that for off the air. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. All right, thanks, Mike. And thanks to you. All right. Bye. But, you know, that that's what's kind of funny on this show that, the um, you know, we, we talk, when I first pitched the show, I talk about that sometimes we'll do deep dives. We'll go into a single subject, go in depth. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we're going to do go down the rabbit hole where one conversation leads to another, leads to another, and leads to yeah. another. We're going to talk with Mike. Good morning, Mike. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Hi. When I graduated from Missouri U, I moved to Kansas City with my wife, and I worked for the Forum Cafeteria at 1212 Main. That was my first job after college. And that place had 
hidden panels in the walls like a like an old time haunted detective show. There were panels on the wall where you could push the panel in and go in and go down in the wall down and come out somewhere else in the building. And there was an amazing uh, structure there. And the most memorable thing from working there was when the future farmers were in town. Oh yeah. Oh man, that was that was a cattle drive there. And then Nichols Lunch, uh, I did business with them after I I got into the wholesale food distribution industry for forty years before I retired. And I worked for Lady Baltimore and then for Cisco. And I dealt with Nichols Lunch and it was run at that time in the latter day by Michael Bay. And he was a nephew, I think, or a grandson, I'm not sure which, of the old Jimmy Nichols and Amazing thing was he looked like him. He dressed like him and looked like him. And if, if you saw an old picture of the old guy and then you saw Mike Bay, you, you would have thought he's the same guy. Anyway, love the show. Hey, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, what do, what was Mike's last name? Bay B A Y. Is he still around? I don't know. The last contact I had with him was, I don't know, maybe the early single digits of. All right, or Mike, are you retired? There. I am. I, oh, yeah, oh I good. Built, I built I built fences and stuff, but I. All right, all right, Mike. Since you're retired and have spare time, help me find this Mike Bay. Uh, maybe I'll hear the show. I mean, everybody mentioned. Yeah. Oh no, no. It, yeah. If you could read my text line right now and all the things that have that have popped up on here, so so now we got a name that'll make it easier. So all you listeners out there, thousands of you, if you have to know Mike Bay, that that ran well, the, the Nichols. Nichols Lunch, yeah. Yeah, Nichols Lunch. All right. So now we have a lead. So before all we knew yeah. that it was a Greek family. Now we know that Mike Bay took over running. That might have some information. Then Mike, um, how yeah. long did you work at the forum? I didn't work there long. I went to work for Lady Baltimore uh, that same year, actually, uh, which was the distributor. I had a family in into the company. Okay. And uh, was there till like 2002 and then... They folded, and then I went to Cisco and finished my career. But uh, I had a long – I knew a lot. All these restaurants you're talking about, I remember and knew and called on in some cases. Well, good. Well, you know, some of the best information we get are people that were suppliers to these restaurants, either a liquor distributor. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to have to uh, – we're going to have to talk to Stella, Toby, and her family was in the Linden business. They have some stories. I'm trying to get somebody from Liberty Fruit – that the, the people that own that, because I know they have some stories to tell us. I'm trying to get them lined up to come on the show. Yeah. Aren't they uh, the, the caviar? Yes. Yep. Yeah, Arnie. Yeah. Yep. So I have somebody trying, I'm trying to get Arnie and his wife to come on the show with us. So, oh, yeah, he'd be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's that's what I've heard. And I, I, I've heard that he's interested in doing it. I just got to get in contact with them. So anybody out there that knows Arnie or his wife, tell them uh, we all want to hear them on my radio show. All right. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you calling in. For sure. All right. Let's see. So let's get caught up on the text line. After Nichols closed, the couple who ran Jose's at 95th and Mission ran the restaurant, and they think it was Mama's something. So we'll find out what that is. Um, somebody that kept formed cafeteria every Sunday. Somebody has a connection to McMurray's, to the McMurray family who owned Wimpy's. So whoever you are on the text line, please get that information and give me a call at the bakery or stop by the bakery or shoot me an email. My personal email is robert at makethemsmile.com. 
I'd love to get some. I'd, wouldn't you love to hear some of the backstory in a couple of these places? Oh, absolutely. You know, the the, the wimpies? Yes. You know, something like that that was an institution for several decades. Well, I remember wimpies. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's I was on an online forum and somebody uh, worked there. They were talking about how they made the pan sauce. I can't remember if it was Zesto's or, or wimpies, but talking about how they made the sauce with the, they'd get just, Tons of the, the, the sweet sauce from um, Gates Barbecue. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> you know, because everybody thought it was something You fancy. never would have thought that was barbecue sauce. Oh, no, sauce, so. no. You know, but, but, you know, if you pan fry it, sizzle that in there, reduce that a little bit with the, with the Italian steak that you're cooking there, that would change the way it tastes. Mm-hmm. So that'll be, that'll, be, that'll be good. So anybody else out there, if you have leads for one of these old restaurants, you know, if you knew somebody who worked at the linen company, liquor distributor, food distributor, we had somebody that um, was it sold the potatoes. Or, no, the shrimp. We had somebody that, that uh, worked for the wholesaler that delivered the shrimp hmm. to, um, to um, oh gosh, what was that place? Um, uh, Antoine's. Okay. Antoine's on the boulevard. Just talking about how much shrimp that they would sell, yeah. you know, on Fridays and Saturdays. So, you know, that's the kind of interesting things that we can find on here. What I would like to do is forget about fried chicken. I want pork tenderloin (laughs) sandwiches. Pork tenderloin sandwiches? Yes. Yeah, we'll have to do that, too. Yes. You still owe me on the chicken dinner, Mm, though. I want pork. I'm on pork tenderloin. You get your pork after I get my fried chicken. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so um, we still have a few minutes left. So the phone number is 913-586-7798. So since you have, um, that brings up something. What else would you like to know about? Any particular restaurant you want me to try to find um, the people who ran that we can bring in as a guest? Because when we bring these people in, the families, it's amazing the stories that we hear. Absolutely. You know, from Costello's and Antoine's and and all of those. I still want to bring in the um, uh, Lewis, uh, not Lewis um Stevenson's Apple Orchard. Mm-hmm. I think yes. we'll, I think we'll do that oh. in the... Um, there's uh, there's one person I want to bring in, but I'm I'm hoping that he that he actually does a food truck. So that would be fun. yeah I know that's that's um, I'm hoping he does that. But it's um if not then we'll bring him in to talk about Stevenson's because yeah. that's that was one of the first ones that was brought up. And what about apple fritters? Oh, apple fritters. That's that's the person I I'm kn- talking about. I know that. Yeah, this is the, this is the the the. You still haven't done that? No, I haven't done that yet. I mean, it's just getting other. Bakeries and donut shops to to do that is quite a task for them to do because, you know, like we talked about earlier in the show, restaurants are struggling. You know, they're working hard just to try to keep their business going and and taking time out to play around with something like this is is a challenge for them. And I don't want to put any more stress on businesses than they're going through already. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if we can bring him in and talk about the apple fritters and Stevenson's and some of the um, other things that were going on. Okay. So what was your other goal that we want to talk about? Oh, the um, um, Gilbert Robinson. Pork th- tenderloin. Well, pork tenderloin. So Gilbert Robinson, I think we're going to do a whole series on that starting in July. That would be good. Yes. All right. Donnie, welcome to Kansas City, Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning, fellas. How are you today? Good. We're what? doing great. So I heard a guy call in a little while ago. He said he was an Independence kid. So was I. And I can confirm that the trolley in was better than outstanding um and uh, there was also uh, an instance in western independence where divorce was a good thing there was a uh, uh, a restaurant on highway 24 very near the truman library called jim and sue's family restaurant and uh, i believe their last name was mcgonagall 
And they operated very successfully for probably 20 years or so. And then they divorced. And they closed that restaurant. And Jim opened another one west of there, still on 24 Highway. And Sue opened Sue's Kitchen in Sugar Creek. And both of them were just absolutely amazing. And then they existed for another 20-plus years. Wow. Um, independently of each other. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, and then I, and they're not there anymore, and I don't have any idea what happened. Um, you know, I'm assuming they either just got old and tired or something. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was the most amazing thing. And, uh, and they, uh, Sue's, um, if you ordered a cheeseburger, of course, it was all the, the fresh hand patted stuff like you would expect at any place that serves great food. But a regular cheeseburger was probably more than a regular fella could eat. Um, you know, probably a half a pound of meat with and then piled oh. with all the right veggies and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember going in there one time and I was starving to death and I'm a big guy and a big eater and I ordered a double cheeseburger. And I mean, there's no way you can get your mouth around that thing. <laughs> and, uh, and the girl I was with, she says, I'll have what he, he's having. And I told her, I said, honey, I said, you, that's not what you want. Trust yeah. me. And uh, yeah, it was, it was quite funny because they had to box up three fourths of it for. Oh but, yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's hard but, to yeah. beat those old diners from back in the day. Yep. Yep, and uh, and the trolley in. You're talking about tenderloins. They had an amazing tenderloin there too. It was hand battered, and they seasoned the the pork as well as the breading. So it was it was super flavorful. Sure. Uh, and one of the crazy memories, um, they uh, they made their own French fries there. And they actually, they had the, the French fry knife hanging on the wall and you'd order fries and he'd reach in there and, and get him a great big potato and put it in there and slam the handle down and throw them in the fryer. Um, well, you can't, you know, a fresh made uh, French fries have a totally different taste than ones that are flash fried and frozen and all that kind of stuff. And there's no crap added. It went from potato to fryer to French fries. Um, you know, no, no, no additives or anything. Yep. Well, that's yep. Um, you brought up two different things that we're going to do a whole show on diners. We're going to do a whole show specifically on diners. Part of it talking about what we miss and what made the diner experience so amazing back then. You know, in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. And pork tenderloin sandwich. Yep. And then the, the second half of that diner show, we'll talk about places that are that exist now that offer at least parts of that. So we'll do well, that. And you should. And I want to do the tenderloin show. You need to define the difference between a pork tenderloin and a pork fritter because they are very different. Well, yeah, and, and then the uh, uh, and the pork loin, pork loin. Yes, I got yes. a funny story that about a a, a pork fritter that I got to be careful. I, I can I'll tell that some other time. But I was yeah. out in Western Kansas and ordered a the pork fritter sandwich, and I thought it was like the pork fritters that we would buy frozen. You know, a stack of them like that. But when I got it, it was probably about three inches across. It was two pieces of them. And I said, this doesn't taste like what I get back home that's a pork fritter. Come to find out, it was a pork version of a Rocky Mountain oyster. Oh. And out, and out west, they called that a pork fritter. Hmm. <laughs> <I'm a dark. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so I never ate one of those and again. Did you eat the sandwich? I, well, I was hungry. Good grief. <laughs> you, put, you put gravy on anything, I can, you can eat that. Absolutely. Yeah. Not on a pork Have an fritter. outstanding day. Thanks for your show. <laughs> All this right. Th thanks a lot. Good morning, Don. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning, gentlemen, and uh, happy Memorial Day. Let's not forget what it's about, right? Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yes. Hey, mine was on the old days back in like 83 uh, when you go to the original Pippin's restaurant oh, in yeah. Prairie Village. And it was Pippin's, not Tippin's. Yep. And we would go, I would. I was new to Kansas City and I was going to school down here and I'd take, I'd order those wonderful strawberry pies they had. Oh, gosh, and those, yes. Those pies in, I mean, the middle of the pie was literally three or four inches above the crust of the rim. Yep. Huge, huge. Mm -hmm. And I would order those and I would take five or six of them back up to Nebraska to my family for family reunions. And they thought that was the most amazing pie. And they were, they were unbelievable. But then when they had to change their name, you remember why they had to change their yep. name? Trademark infringement. Yep. It was yep. so sad too. But man, that one in Prairie Village was so good. Oh my gosh. Oh, and they had such, uh, um, the sandwiches, they were just incredible too. They had a uh, something roast beef. A, a sandwich that you dipped in oz, oh, sauce. Mm -hmm. It was so good. But anyway, yeah, that original, that, I, I miss those pies. I wish they'd bring oh, those yeah. back. I mean, well, they, they have them now, but they're like a quarter of the size. Oh, yeah, well, it's different now. Well, the, the Tippins um, over on 87th Street was one of the first restaurants that I remember eating at after I moved to Kansas City. You know, we had, because oh, okay. I grew up in Wichita, we used to, you know, take a trip up here and I went to college in Topeka and we'd come up here on, on a special weekend, but... Tippins was the um, was one of the restaurants, and the, what was the beautiful about their strawberry pies? They only made them when the local strawberries were in season. Yes, absolutely. You know, and yeah. back then in the eighties, you know, that's kind of what they did. You know, that a lot of good places, and that's that was typical of a, of a true diner. Back in nineteen eighty two, I was broadcasting at Channel Four, and somebody brought up Tippins, and I said they have the best strawberry pies yep. in the world. All their pies were. Yep. And the next thing I know, there is a call. And there's Tippins down at the door in Strawberry Pie. Oh. And I ate that whole thing. <laughs> oh, that, that's oh, just absolutely God. amazing. Yeah. And they were not tiny strawberries. They oh, were no. huge. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I, that glaze I, that was on there, it was a real glaze. You know, the, yeah. that was back in the days before corn syrup. Now, I think about and the And the whipped cream on that was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About, I think uh -huh. about three or four years ago, I recreated that where we made our own strawberry glaze to put on that. And, Great big strawberries, and it was absolutely delicious. There you go. Now, you should, here's, here's your next promotion for summertime is have a memorial of the original strawberry pie. Yep. Might have Tiffin. to do a short run on that. But they, uh, that would be. Uh, let me know. I will be buying a dozen yeah. of those. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put on my We're not there yet. Yeah, we're not, oh, we're not there yet for no. the strawberries? Yeah. When do those come in? Oh, Just we'll in a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. All well, right. Thanks, guys. Well, th Don, uh, thank you for calling. I appreciate that. You know, All right, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You know, it, it's really the little things that make a difference in some of those places. You know, Absolutely. You know, you could have a, a bring a dish that has the same name, you know, strawberry, you know, strawberry pie. You have the same brand name that's doing it, but you know, now it's a big manufacturing, which is good. I mean, they still it's their pies are better than the commercial ones that you get in the freezer section, but I mean, yes. it's still not the same as the original one because it's not feasible. You know, once you get to a certain size, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, but it's just um, it's it's fun hearing these stories and for us to kind of figure out it's not just what we miss, but why do we miss it? 
and try to figure that out. Okay, what, how close can we get here locally? Okay. You know, things like that. Pork tenderloin sandwich. <laughs> Is that your thing now? Yes. Forget fried chicken. Pork tenderloin okay, sandwich. Well, you know, I really, that somebody out there, if you know Rod Gray, I, I mean, he is, do you know, do you remember why, I have to tell you why I want to have him on the show? So this is about five years ago, he and his wife, so Rod Gray, Gray competes uh, competitively on the barbecue tour. Yes. He did it professionally. He did it as a full-time job. Right. And his wife would join him and fantastic. I mean, he's innovative. He's, he, he treats it like a profession. But about five years ago, and he and his wife became obsessed with pork tenderloins. And so I think they, they did, posted on Facebook. They called it Tenderloin Tuesday, if I remember correctly. They went to different pork tenderloin restaurants here in Kansas City. Then they branched out. And I think they went to um, Iowa at least twice. And they tried them, reviewed them, and talked about the pros and cons of the pork tenderloin that exists in today's market. Well, you need to get them on. I know. I want to hear that because yeah. it's, you know, there's... And if I have to go to Iowa, that's no problem. Yeah. Well, you know, there's three big places, iconic places that are famous for them right now in Kansas City. Yeah. You know, Kitty's Cafe, that's cash only, that does the true tenderloin, and they're tempura fried. Where are they at? Um, they're, they're on the east side of town. But, you know, but um, that's... Well, that doesn't tell me anything. Yeah, I, I, I think it's in Independence. Did you but say Kitty's? Kitty's, K-I-T-T-Y apostrophe S. Okay. So you can, you can look that up. Okay. But theirs is a non-traditional. It's tempura fried, which is Jap- Japanese breading and coating on that. And they use the real tenderloin, so they're the smaller... Most places that when they call the pork tenderloin, they're using the pork loin, which is a great big yep. piece, and it's cheaper, and then they pound it out. Okay. And then the, the two other places, you know, you've got Christie's Firehouse and, and Christine's, you know, that those two places, one North Kansas City, one KCK, those are fantastic. Hmm. Those are the great big ones. Okay. And stuff. But no, if you know Rod Gray, let's get him on the show so we can... Find out all the places because what my, what I, my idea was that we talk about the pork tenderloin we missed from the eighties and nineties, and then we could have them, um, Rod and Sherry, tell us who they who locally would come closest now. to that. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. So it'll be good. All right, so we're getting close to the end of today's show. Yes, we are. I've got two pages of notes here on things to follow up on. I've got a lot of people that say they're going to come. A couple mics, a couple Dons. And if I'm, but it's, it's only going to make the show if, if you follow up with me with this information, you know, cause it's, you know, that what, today was the first day that anybody brought up a uh, Nichols lunch. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, no, oh, is that the Nichols lunch counter? Is that the, um, I think there's a whole book on that. Somebody really? gave me, I think so. Yes. Somebody wrote a whole book on that. Okay. If that's the same one, but that's, um, let's, I love to get stories on some of these people over here. What do you think, Toby? Great show. I love having guests, but I also love getting the call-ins yeah. from everybody yeah. over here. And you know what? It's time to say bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye. This concludes this broadcast of Kansas City Food Memories.